0: Hi there, this is Brian Barnett with The Last Symptom. When I started The Last Symptom, I never in a million years imagined it would grow as it has. In these early shows especially, audio quality was often iffy, and there were references to services or online groups that are outdated and no longer in use. Great improvements have been made. Where should you go for all of the most up-to-date resources that I offer? thelastsymptom.com is my permanent website full of free resources where everything is always up to date and that I encourage you to refer back to often there are also a few modest paid resources at thelastsymptom.com these support my efforts and have allowed the last symptom to exist for as long as it has these include one-on-one phone conversations with me one-on-one Zoom video calls with me, and perhaps most importantly, the Last Symptom Fundamentals course, which is a two-week, intensive, pre-recorded online video course that is far superior to things like DBT. The Last Symptom has a flourishing YouTube and Rumble channel, where I publish regular orange slices, which are condensed video insights of five or ten minutes in length. If you are just now discovering the last symptom, welcome. I hope you will find every insight and resource you need here for authentic and permanent recovery from emotional disorders, such as borderline personality disorder. Now on to the show. Brian Barnett is just a regular guy. He's not a doctor. He has no legal license in any field of mental health nor emotional health. Brian Barnett merely shares the insights he has gained from his personal experiences for anybody who may choose to use such information as they individually and personally choose while accepting full responsibility for their own individual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Brian Barnett assumes no responsibility whatsoever for anybody's individual choice to expose himself or herself to any information that Brian Barnett shares And by listening to this program, you are acknowledging that you, and only you, are responsible for your own thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome back to The Last Symptom. I'm Brian Barnett. I want to thank you. To thank you for sticking with this podcast as I have slowly been getting better at making them. I've been listening to some of my older episodes lately, and the sound on some of those episodes is not great. And I can't blame the microphone or anything like that. It's just me and my lack of experience. But I'm getting better every, every time, I hope. Making small adjustments, and I appreciate you sticking with me. Now remember, I started this podcast as a compliment to my writing. And at first, I just recorded things with the mic on my phone or my iPad. That's how I did it. And then I'd post those episodes directly to my group. The reception to that was so good it moved me to create an official podcast for a mass audience. And this has, without a doubt, been a great thing, judging by the growth and the feedback I get. We're three days into a new year. How many of your resolutions have you broken? (laughs) That's all right. Instead of using years as starting points for resolutions, Mondays work just as well, you know. One resolution I have for my work here, is to continue creating the necessary structures, sometimes from scratch, for my work to continue to naturally grow and do the most good. The podcast you're listening to right now is a good example of this. You see, the overwhelmingly positive response to my early subpar lousy recordings that uh, I used to post directly to my group so you know an audience of a thousand let's say. The response to that was so positive and good that the interest and the resulting demand called for me to go out, invest in some better gear, spend hours learning, gaining some technical knowledge about software, hardware, the requirements for recording formats, the requirements to submit to iTunes, Spotify, and so forth. And remember, I have to work and live outside of everything I do here just like most people. I have to work and live and spend time with my daughter and go places and do things. I don't know if folks generally understand that getting the podcast up and running took weeks and weeks of research and reading on my part. There were a lot of frustrating hours I spent just testing and trying to get things right. I really started with zero, zero knowledge on how to do this. And at 27 episodes in, I'm still learning and still making small adjustments. Now, you know, I'm, I'm applying what I learned from last episode to this episode so that it's better to listen to and um, that nothing gets in the way of the message, like background noises and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, the people in my neighborhood here, <laughs> I'm in the Appalachian South. And I don't think anybody's got a working muffler, (laughs) except for me. So, you know, they drive around, and every time somebody passes my house here, I have to pause or have to edit it out later. So in the beginning, while I was doing all the necessary stuff to get the podcast up and running, I was also working to not neglect my group or my writing of new material. And then there were the many hours of one-on-one interactions that I have with people on an individual basis behind the scenes. But now the structure of the podcast is in place, you see. Because I did the work to create that structure, the roots of my work have been able to spread out and do more good, and the pressure on me has been reduced tremendously. I'm able to think more about the quality of the information and my presentation of that information so that it makes the greatest impression rather than how I'm going to get it out there or how I'm going to make it sound good or how I'm going to do this or that. Think of a plant stuck in a small pot the size of a cup. You see the plant wants to grow but its roots are too cramped and confined. It needs to be allowed the freedom to naturally grow to its full natural potential. And that's my attitude towards the work I'm doing here. Now this brings me to yesterday. I had a private conversation on the phone with a Relatively new listener to this podcast. We talked about his personal circumstances with borderline personality disorder. But do you know what the biggest reason for his desire to talk was? And I'm not joking about this. His biggest purpose for wanting to talk to me was to know how he could contribute to my work. I could sense in his voice and in his manner that he was genuinely... So excited about what he was learning and so grateful that he was not going to feel right until he had contributed to my efforts in some way. Now, this is an accomplished man. This is a a man who's just a few years older than me, who's had some great accomplishments in his life. And his overwhelming desire was to talk to me so he could contribute to what I'm doing in some way. Now, I'm going to tell you the same thing I told him. Outside assistance, and money especially, is an awkward subject for me to approach given the nature of the work I'm doing. It's like driving down the highway, and you come around a curve, and there's a car lying on its top in the ditch. And out in the middle of the road is a lady staggering, staggering along with her arm gushing blood. What would you think of me if I stopped and asked for a donation from her? before I pulled off my belt and used it as a tourniquet to stop her bleeding. See, this has been my mindset in all the work I've done in the past year and a half. My primary concern, first and foremost, has been getting a tourniquet on people, giving them genuine hope and genuine answers. I understand the desire to be a participant in a worthwhile cause, I also understand that not everybody has the ability to run out and do the same thing I'm doing, and especially in the particular way that I do it. And yet, some may find fulfillment by making a financial contribution that helps support me and my efforts. In this way, they're assisting in the work that I do. They're a shared participant in any good that comes from it. The fellow I talked to yesterday offered himself as a resource in various ways. And I told him I needed time to think it over. Hours later, long after our phone conversation, I discovered that he had sent me a monetary contribution through Apple Pay. I wasn't expecting it, and he didn't ask. You see, he valued the information so much that hours later, hours later he was still feeling the need to do something about it, to contribute back in some way. What this experience helped me do is adjust my thinking, adjust my perspective on this matter, that by my not having this donation system set up, effectively what I'm doing is I'm robbing people of this same sense of participation and fulfillment. Also, as long as I continue to do this work with only the resources I personally can muster up, uh, I'm not going to get very far. <laughs> you see, my work's roots are never going to have the freedom and the space to grow to its full natural potential and do the most good. That, that's the reality. So soon I'm going to be setting up some sort of donation arrangement. And uh, I'll begin mentioning it in the podcast episodes. Uh, Furthermore, I'm creating a small business, probably an LLC, we call it here in the United States, and um, I'm going to begin working as an emotional health consultant. I'm not exactly sure what the title is going to be yet, or what the rate is going to be, or or how the rate is going to be determined, but I'll offer my one-on-one attention by means of video chat or phone calls. And these are structures I have to create from scratch, which means some time will have to be spent on my part researching, learning, putting into place this, these structures. And just like the podcast, most certainly lots of small adjustments will, be, will have to be made along the way. Now, a lot of my long-time followers might be worried or wondering what this means for their continued progress and my participation uh, with them and my interactions with them, uh, don't worry. Nothing's going to change that you don't want to change. <laughs> have you ever had a video call with me? No. Uh, very few have had actual phone calls with me, so that's not something that you know, you're know you going to miss out on if you don't feel like uh, paying for that service. Uh, my participation in my education group is going to continue as always, and my participation in there is always going to be the same. The articles I write are always going to be free and they're going to be out there available for the world. The only thing that's going to change now that money is coming into the picture is one, if you want a consultation for with me on the phone or by, by video chat, I'm going to put up a, a pay system there for that. And the other thing that will be in place is a donation arrangement for people who enjoy my work. And that'll be an entirely voluntary arrangement. If you want to give something, you can, and if you don't, you don't have to. So, no worries. Nothing is changing between you and me. Let me also mention that I have had many people, many people contribute to my efforts up to this point, and I hold those contributions very, very dearly. For example, a very fine woman in my group is to thank for my My webpage, my article library, she set it up. She volunteered her own time and and efforts to set it up. And, in fact, it was her suggestion in the first place that I create it. Uh, Another member, a sound engineer, regularly offers me sound critiques on the sound quality of of these podcasts. And I'm sure I'm giving her gray hair by never quite getting it exactly right. (laughs) Imagine that gray hair in your 20s because of me. It's not a stretch. Another member... In my group has privately offered me invaluable, free, informal legal advice from time to time. Pretty soon, I'll have the last symptom book finished, and then I'll definitely be relying on somebody with connections within the traditional publishing community to help me get that in front of the right people so that this work can be treated with the right respect and attention and make its way to as many bookshelves as possible so that it can do. The greatest, greatest good that it possibly can do. So I highlight these examples to illustrate how contributions, how contributions come in many forms, not just uh, monetary forms, but in many forms. People use their time, their advice, professional expertise, and I appreciate it all. Now, we're a little limited on time, but I'm not going to leave you hanging. We've still got time to discuss an aspect of borderline personality disorder, and break it down. And the question we're going to discuss today is, how can I make people accept that I'm different, that I've progressed, that I'm not the way I used to be? How can you make them see and know of your progress? Well, listen, your progress is a great thing, and any time you're moving in the right direction, that's wonderful. It's a wonderful thing. It's something you can rightfully and justifiably be proud of. Each step in the right direction fuels optimism, and optimism fuels progress. It's like a wheel that goes round and round once set in motion. Let me share a principle with you, though, and it's one that I've shared before, but it might help you to answer the question for yourself. The principle is this. Every other person on Earth... Is the weather. And you have no power, control, or authority over what it'll do. You only have power, control, and authority over yourself. We've talked about this, right? Inherent rights, responsibility, and authority. You only have power, control, and authority over yourself. In the end, this isn't just a nice principle to try to live by. It's the stark reality of life, whether you live by it or not. But the degree of harmony and contentment in your life is greatly related to how much you bear it in mind. See, we either flow with reality and be content in general, or we flow against it. And what's the result there? Well, we're just miserable. So apply this principle. What are you going to do the night before your outdoor wedding? <laughs> are you going to pace around, knotted up in angst, trying to will the weather into bringing sunshine the next day? Maybe go outside and scream up at the sky, punch a wall when you, when you see rain in the forecast? Cry? Call one of your friends and complain about it for two hours? Why? What good does any of that do? You're expending all that emotional energy, and for what? Nothing. A total waste. total waste of emotion, time, and energy. But do you know what the person who lives by the principle, I only have control over myself, does? She takes that same energy, and she uses it to go buy an umbrella. In other words, she focuses on herself, what she can do for herself. In fact, I've never heard of anybody who planned an elaborate outdoor wedding who didn't have a backup plan in case of rain. It's an everyday example of this principle in action. Doing what you can do for yourself because you recognize that the weather will do whatever the weather will do, no matter what. A less pleasant way of answering the original question is this. Leave those people alone and worry about yourself. Think about it from their perspective. Your ex-friend Sally or whoever, who won't reply to your messages or who won't accept that you're a changed person, has the inherent right, power, and authority over her life. If she doesn't want to reply to your messages, what is that to you? She is the weather to you. And from her perspective, you are the weather to her. In fact, the reason why Sally isn't replying to your messages in the first place is probably because, as the wind, you brought something into her life that she didn't want. And not replying is her way of going and getting an umbrella. It's her way of exercising the only inherent rights, power, and authority she has. She can't change you. Only you can change you. But Sally can do whatever she wants for herself, including choosing whose messages she will or will not reply to, or who she will or will not allow into her life, or who she will or will not give a second chance to. It's not appropriate, classy, rational, or healthy, to ignore where your inherent rights end and try overstepping the line into where other people's rights begin. It's a total violation. A demonstration of unhealthy, distorted perspective. You see, all of us, as individuals, as long as we don't have minor children, only have inherent right, power, and authority over we, ourselves, as individuals. Even in the case of those who do have minor children, those rights are limited inherent rights. And they only exist in combination with grave responsibility. We don't have a right to simply exercise our power over our kids any way we want, as we do over ourselves. So to sum it up, the fact that uh, you're vastly different than you used to be is a great thing. You can be proud of this and recognize your progress. You. Nobody else is under any obligation whatsoever to recognize it. It'd be nice if they did, but you'll just have to wait and see, won't you? Yep, you'll just have to wait and see. In the meantime, don't pace around in angst. Don't ignore the boundaries of inherent rights, responsibility, and authority by trying to force-feed people things that you have decided they need to recognize. It's simply a violation of the natural order. Instead, use that energy for other practical things. Make new friends. People who only know you as you are now and aren't bogged down by memories of your past. Get out, live your life, move forward. These are the types of things that you have inherent power, authority, and control over. You see, the weather's going to do whatever the weather does. And you have to operate within that reality. You have to learn to accept it. Learn to be happy with a wait-and-see attitude, and who knows, maybe on some occasion the weather will work out in your favor. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, entertaining this podcast today. I know that uh, it didn't contain as many meaty subjects as a lot of people have grown to like, but there were definitely a few things I had to inform people about as far as what to expect with my intentions moving forward. And uh, I appreciate having you along, and I hope that the, these new structures and arrangements will be beneficial to everybody. I hope you're having a great week. Remember, if you're not going to be your best friend, nobody else will. It's up to you. It's up to you. you got to do it. Be nicer to yourself than anybody else will be. That's a principle you need to live by every day. I'll see you next Thursday. Thank you. Brian Barnett, signing off.